comes to the question of healing, and when you deal with people, it seems like people have forgotten that there is a God. And that God is bigger than sickness and disease. A lot of people give so much credit to what the devil is doing. They forget about what God is doing. That's more important because God is actually doing things. Jesus said, my father, he's been working up till now and, I'm, and I work. Because he did something on the Sabbath day. And they thought, you shouldn't be doing this. He says, God hasn't stopped working. God hasn't stopped healing people. God is still the same good God. And he's still healing today. God loves to heal people. This is not my message, but I want to let you know that if you're sick in the body, God enjoys healing people who are sick. Jesus spent more time healing people than he spent preaching. He spent hours with individuals, multitudes, touching every single one, letting every single one know, your problem concerns me. You're special. I want you to, be, to do better in life. I want to heal you. That's what he did. And he hasn't changed. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's right there with you right now, sitting with you. There's nothing in your life that he doesn't know. He knows everything about you. He holds nothing against you. He loves you. The things that you hold against yourself, he's forgiven. He died for them so he can be close to you. Why don't you let him? I'm not just talking just to make you feel good. That's who God is. Satan is the one that's been lying about him. Telling people that God wants to punish you. God is not in that business. He is in the healing business now. In fact, he anointed his son, Jesus Christ, and sent him out to heal. Acts 10, 38. He says, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. Why? Who went about doing good. That's why he came. To do good to the peoples of the world. You and I. He created you. You have part of him in you. He hasn't forgotten you. He knows everything about you. And he loves you. And he wants you to have the good life. It's when we ignore him and don't believe in him that we suffer. But once you pull him closer to yourself, things will, no doubt things will change. Darkness will flee from your life. And God will begin to rearrange your life. Just like he did when he created the world and the world was void. There was nothing. And God began to put everything together. He can do it in your life. If you're here this morning, believe with me. And see what, watch God work. And let me tell you something. When God begins, he doesn't quit until he finishes it. Once he started, he's going to finish it. If you quit, that's the problem. But if you stay with him, he is going to perfect it. In fact, that's the word the Bible uses. He is going to perfect what he started. And I believe he's going to start with you this morning. Can I hear an amen? He's going to start with you. No matter how bad you've been. He knew that. But he still gave his son for you. You don't give money out for something you don't want. He gave his son so that he can have you. That's how important you are. Don't demean yourself. Amen? I'm going to go, the the message today is the second part of the message I titled, He Healed Them All. He healed them all. Jesus healed everyone that came to him. Father, I thank you for your mercy upon us today. I believe that you will heal every sick here this morning. I give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me put it this way. What I feel God directed me to do is is this, to say to you, if you want to be healed like they did in Bible days, when Jesus was here on the earth, then you must come to him like they did. Because he's the same God. 
If you want to be healed, and if you want God to bless you, and minister to you, and reach you, like Jesus did when he was here on the earth, you have to come the way they did. And I'm going to use possibly two or three this morning stories from the scripture to illustrate this. How we must come to God to receive our healing. And if you do that, God will never throw you out. He'll heal you. You'll get your healing. In Mark chapter 10, beginning from verse 46, it says, Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho, so Jesus came to Jericho, he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many, can I hear the word many? Many, many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Can I hear the word all the more? He cried out all the more. They warned him, be quiet. But he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Say the word with me, commanded. He commanded him to be called. In other words, he commanded those who were telling him to be quiet, call him. Amen. He commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. In other words, be happy now. Rise. He is calling for you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, Remember, he was calling, and if you call, what's going to happen? He'll answer. (laughs) So Jesus answered him and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? That's key. That's very important. What do you want me to do for you? I can do all things. You just tell me what you really want. The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. What that word means, literally, my great one, I want to receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. What made him well? His faith has made him well. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the way. The Bible tells us that when they came to Jericho, And they were leaving Jericho, Jesus with his disciples, multitude following him. There was a man called Blind Bartimaeus that was sitting at that road, by the road, begging. Notice what he's called. Bartimaeus means the son of Timaeus. And then you are told he's the son of Timaeus. He had taken the identity of his sickness, of his blindness. Now he was being referred to, he had no name, but what Satan had put on him, his blindness. He was called blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Blind son of Timaeus. That's all they knew about him. He was blind. And some believe that Timaeus himself was blind. His father was also blind. Some believe he was blind. So he had a blind son. He was blind. He was blind. Son of Timaeus. We know Timaeus. His son is also blind. So he took the identity of his blindness. Sickness is evil. I said it here before. Sickness is horrible. It's terrible. It's evil. Sickness had reduced the man, 
that God created to a beggar. He was sitting by the side of the road, begging. Was that God's destiny for his life? Could that be why God created him? For sure, God didn't create him to beg. God cannot create somebody to beg. It was this blindness, this sickness that reduced him to a beggar. Sitting by the side of the road. Just hoping to receive from people's kindness. He was sitting by the road. A road should take you to your destination. Your destiny. Here sickness had reduced him. And he was sitting by his road. He had no destiny. He had taken the identity of his sickness. His problem. And stayed there. Looking for just sympathy. From people who cared to help him. That's how sickness is. Sickness is evil. When it gets into a home. Sickness is never from God. This is something that's against God. Sickness and sin. They are about the same thing to Jesus. Because those two things will reduce a man to, the way, to a place where God never intended him to be. And so God hates these two things. And he died for both of them. So that we never suffer these things. But we have to believe. It was reduced to that, that level. There are two kinds of blindness. There is spiritual blindness and natural blindness. If you are naturally blind, but have spiritual sight, your spiritual sight will take you to the one who can heal your blindness. Your blindness will only be temporary. But if you are blind, naturally, and spiritually blind, there is no hope. This man, even though he was blind, he had spiritual eyes. He could see. He heard the commotion. And he inquired up to what was going on. What's happening? And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And then he began to yell out. Calling out to Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. In that time, many were still in doubt as to what Jesus, what Jesus was the Messiah or not? Not this blind man. His eyes were open. He knew who he was. Even though he was blind spiritually, he could see. He recognized them. This is the Messiah. My Messiah. Son of David. He is the one that can give sight to the blind. He can do anything. He is God. He is passing by. I got my opportunity. And no one is going to take it from me. He started yelling out. Son of David, have mercy on me. My condition begs for mercy. Hear me. Hear me. His eyes spiritually were opened. And if you have your eyes spiritually open, your eyes, natural eyes, can never continue to stay blind. They will come open. Amen. So he started crying out. But... Some warned him, be quiet. You're bothering everybody. You're being rude. My thinking was, well, as soon as he found out that Jesus was going passing by, he started yelling. And I think Jesus just kind of heard it and walked right by him. And everybody assumed Jesus was not going to do anything about it. Okay? That's what they thought. Jesus walked by him. He heard it. He walked by. This guy should be quiet. Jesus, don't bother him. He doesn't want to bother with you. So they got upset about it. They to be quiet. Don't say a thing. His yelling bothered them. But Jesus was not bothered by it. His yelling he irritated them. But Jesus was not irritated by them. By it. I mean, you know... 
That every time you're trying to get close to God and you want to pursue after God, it don't take too long because before you start getting people mad at you. How many have been there? <laughs> they yell at you. They curse you out. You irritate them. The way you speak, they don't like. They want you to be quiet. It's, that's the way life is. When you have recognized your deliverance, and your deliverance is in sight, and Satan knows it, your deliverance this morning is in sight. Amen? Satan knows it. He begins to be upset. Jesus wasn't upset. Jesus heard him. If you're here today, it seems like Jesus is just passing you by. You've been healing. He seems like he hasn't heard you. And he said, you keep going to church. How often would you do that? Nothing is happening in your life. Don't let them hold you back. You got your deliverer in sight. Amen? Don't let them hold you back. Don't let them stop you. Let nothing stop you. If they say be quiet, yell louder. This man had his deliverance in sight. He wasn't going to be quiet. The more they said be quiet, the louder he yelled. He yelled it out. And sometimes the, the be quiet is not the be quiet that you hear in the natural. It's inside of you. God is forsaking you. God is for, he's not forgiving you. Maybe it's because you did this. Maybe that person is doing this. Maybe this devil is doing that. Who cares what the devil is doing? And those things inside of you, they speak so loud. And that's what's robbing people, the believers from their deliverance. Because there is this voice telling them to be quiet, give up, don't yell at him anymore. He's not listening. Just forget it. And stay blind and beg for the rest of your life. Or die. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. But Jesus is the compassionate one. Let me tell you this. Every time Jesus looks into the crowd and his heart is moved with compassion, guess what? Everybody gets healed. Oh, yes. Every time he feels, he said, I would rather have mercy. Remember that? No sacrifice. He, he doesn't care what you've done. He would rather have mercy. Not all this doing stuff. Those things don't mean anything. We're all sinners. He died for us. <laughs> if you're not a sinner, you don't need Jesus. He died for us. He died for every one of us. He knew who you were. Bad you. <laughs> but he died for you. Because he loved you. So he said, I would rather have mercy. I don't want all this doing of stuff. You know, I got to do this first before God will heal me. If I don't take every, make everything right, God may not heal me. Well, they didn't come that way in Bible times. Amen. They came the way they were. He heard it. He didn't care about how bad it's been. He needed deliverance. He yelled for it. And you can yell for your deliverance this morning and you can get it. Amen. He yelled for it. Jesus called him. And they said to him, Be of good cheer. Rise. He's calling for you. Let me say, you, say this to you. If he, if he calls you, he'll kill you. I say it again. If he calls you, he'll kill you. No matter what you have. If he says, Come and you go, he's going to kill you. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor. That's every one of us. And everybody has a different kind of labor going on inside. But Jesus said, come unto, unto me, every one of you that labor and you are heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. He's calling to every one of us. All you have to do is come. If he's calling you, he's going to kill you. He's going to heal you. Jesus said, Everyone, anyone who comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. He's going to heal you. That's what gives me confidence that Jesus will not lie. I don't care what you got. With a man, he, we grade sickness, right? 
guy says, I have a little headache. Say, come over here. Let's pray for you. And then somebody else says, I have cancer. And we say, well, God needs to think about this. This is big. Right? We great these things. But with God, to forgive sin or to heal the paralytic, don't make any difference. He do just the same. Just a word from him. Just a word. That's how God is. He loves to heal his people. They said to him, rise, he's calling for you. Be of good cheer. You won't be sitting here anymore, amen? That's what they were saying to you. You are not going to be a beggar anymore. The days of, for, of your begging and sitting by the road is all over. From this very hour, he's calling for you. Be happy. Because your distress has come to an end. He's calling for you. And notice what the man did. He says, and throwing aside his garment, that's verse 50, he rose and came to Jesus. He wouldn't let anything disturb his movement to Christ. Now, theologians, some of them tell us that in those days, they wore this robe to show to everyone, I'm a blind and I'm a beggar. Please, have mercy. Give me some, some money so I can eat. You know what he was doing? I don't need this robe anymore. He's calling for me. I don't need this robe anymore. I never need it. He threw that thing away from himself and was looking for Jesus. This is the end of it. If you want God to heal you, you must come in the same way. Many times I've seen people healed and they, they can walk and the next thing they're looking around looking for their, their, their cane. Where's my cane? You, if Jesus healed you, you don't need that cane. And the moment you put your hand on that cane, what you've done is open the door, Satan comes back with his sickness. You don't need it. That's why, put it this way, God never does anything outside of you. That's why he asked the man, what do you want me to do for you? He, until you voice it, you tell him what you want, he's not going to do anything. Let me say this again to you now. As great as God is, can, Jesus died for the sins of the world, right? Is everyone in the world he, uh, saved? No. They asked, Jesus said, I stand at the door and I... As long as you don't open, he's not going to come in there. But once you open your mouth and say yes, he comes right in. So you must, you must tell him what you want. The man threw everything out. And you know, everybody around there knew what he wanted, right? That's what we think. But Jesus said, you need to tell me, voice it. What do you want me to do for you? And so he told Jesus. He says, my great one. I want to receive my sight. Notice, he owned Jesus as his great one. Many times. The sickness in our mind is bigger than Jesus. Don't lie to me. That's what it is. <laughs> the doctor said this and it's bigger than Jesus. Jesus, as far as the man was concerned, Jesus was much greater than his blindness. You are my great one. You can give me my sight. He said that I may receive my sight. That's what he said. That I may receive my sight. Why? Because his sight was taken away by the devil. That I may receive my sight. My great one. If Jesus is not greater than your sickness, you won't ask him truly from your heart, in your mind. You won't ask him to heal you. All people do is test to see if something will happen. This man didn't go that way. He was sure Jesus will give him his sight. I just need you release from your mouth and I'll be okay. We must come to him that way. And you can come to him that way. Amen? 
And God's going to heal you this morning. Don't make it too complicated. Come to him in a simple way. He invited you to come. He's going to heal you. Don't struggle to get healed. Just let him heal you. Sometimes I'm praying for people who are sick and they're praying in tongues. Quit all of that. There's nothing that you can do to make him heal you. He's already done everything to heal you. Just receive. No, the man said that I may receive. It's not if he's going to heal you. I just want to receive. The problem is with you. Receive. Can I hear an amen? Just receive it. Receive your healing. And God will give that to you. There's another story in the scripture about the woman who had the flow of blood. In, Matthew, in Mark chapter 5, verse 25, it says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. As beginning from verse 25, she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Let me say this. When you go to physicians and they're helping you with medicine, if the medicine doesn't work, if the medicines won't work, guess what happens? The sickness grows worse. The enemy comes in even stronger. I believe that sickness is an enemy. God sees it that way. That's why Jesus died for it. And many of you heard the scripture, by his stripes I was healed. Why? Because just like sin, sickness was the enemy in the mind of God. Sickness is your enemy, just like sin is. And Jesus sees them in the same way. He died for both of them. He bore your sin, he also bore your sickness. You can read that in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. Jesus bore our sickness and our diseases just like he bore our sin. Because both of these things are evil to God. He hates them. Why? Because of what he does to us. And every time we come, it's not perhaps, maybe, no, God wants to heal you. It's whether you are willing to receive your healing. The question is never asked in the New Testament whether God is going to save you. The question is always, would you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? The question is always, would you receive, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? That's always, receive, receive. And you can receive your healing this morning by faith in Jesus' name. She says, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. And she, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt, can you hear the word felt? She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? How did he know somebody touched his clothes, you know? He's God. But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched, my, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, one of those few times Jesus will use a word like this, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now think about this story. There's a woman. She'd been fighting all her life trying to get rid of this monkey that's come upon her life. She lived in the shadow of death constantly for 12 years, never knowing what was going to happen. I'm telling you, scheme for scheme, we'll give everything we have just to have our health and have comfort. You may not want to give money to God, but when sickness comes, you'll give the money to the doctor. 
You've got no choice. Because you want to be comfortable. That's what sickness is. That's how tough sickness is in our life. And she gave everything. She really wanted to live. There was a determination in her, I'm not going to die with this thing. In, this, in that time, this was a shameful disease. It's not something you go to the public with. And she suffered many things from different physicians. I'm sure they gave her hope. They got her money. But then later told her, your case is different. Maybe something is wrong with you. Have you heard that? Maybe you did something wrong. That's why God allowed... You heard that before? That's why God... And so she suffered a lot. But she wouldn't give up. Then she heard about Jesus. Even as she went from year to year, year growing weaker and weaker, losing a lot of weight perhaps, worried, can't sleep. We don't know what she went through. But she had heard about Jesus and decided, I'm going to go to him. But this was a terrible disease. How am I going to handle this? I can't go to him. Even being in the crowd was wrong. I can't go to him and tell him what was going on. So she devised it in her mind. This is what I'm going to do. That's an amazing thing. That God honored what she devised in her own head and healed her. You, because healing is God's will. You can come to God the way you want and he heal you. Because it's his will. He loves to heal. And, and you can see this weak woman so determined with this big crowd pushing people away trying to get close to Jesus with all of our strength. This is my only opportunity. I've got to get to him. And I've got to touch his clothes. If I touch his clothes, I know I'm going to be well. She did touch his clothes and God instantly. No split second. No split second. I remember some of the kids here were praying for people who had little short legs, one leg shorter than the other. And a girl said, if you blink, you miss it because it grew so fast. That's how God is. Just like that. And what we like to do is, it's, oh, what? I don't, this is not, oh Lord, am I sure I'm really healed? Because the pain leaves. And so we want to check how we feel. And we're quiet for a while to be sure this is really real. Walking in unbelief. And that's where Satan comes back. These things are mysteries of the kingdom. But she touched him. Now let me show you what happened here. Notice how Jesus was so insistent on finding who did this. You think he didn't know? He knew who did it. It wasn't that Jesus was mad. He wanted the healing to stick. Amen? He wanted the healing to stick. She did it in secret, and Satan would condemn her, uh, and before long, rob her of her healing, if she had just disappeared in the crowd. But Jesus wanted her to speak with her mouth what God had done for her. Amen? So he forced the issue. He forced it. So he listened to her as she told the story. You think he didn't know? He listened to her. She voiced everything that been all the years she suffered and all of that. And then she says, but then I devised this trick to touch your clothes openly to everybody. And I did. And I felt it inside. And I believe I'm healed. And Jesus said, daughter of God. You are truly a daughter of God. You are a woman of faith. Now he sealed it. You can go home and you're healed. You're completely whole. You're free from this sickness forever. If you want to be healed, you must come the way they came. Amen? You must come the way they came. You must come the way they came. And God will heal you. Say with me, God will heal me this morning. If you're sick in the body, God wants to heal you this morning. There's another story I want to close with this. It's the story of uh, a man who was a paralytic. He's paralyzed. But thank God he had four good friends. <laughs> they were different from Job's friends. 
It's a good thing if you're going through trouble to have people who really care. Not people who will try to make you feel bad and give you all the negative stuff and tell you who those, that person died of this sickness. Stay away from those people because God wants to heal you. He had four good friends and Jesus was in Capernaum. And when the people recognized him, they went to the house where he was and the place was jammed and Jesus was teaching them. And these friends carried their paralyzed friend to Jesus. Four of them. And when they got there, they, oh my God, they thought, boy, how are we going to get to him? Jesus was in the house. They devised a trick. Amen? We're going to get him in. Nobody's going to stop us. Amen? Nobody, the crowd cannot stop us. We're getting our friend to him. And so they went up to the roof, took the tires off. These guys were serious. Took the tires off, probably tied the friend to the bed. If he dies, if he breaks his neck, Jesus will take care of that. Didn't care less. <laughs> we're letting him down. If he's going to fall down, if he wants to die, let him die in the presence of Jesus. We still have hope. It's Jesus. Amen. So they dropped him right there. And when Jesus looked up, oh my goodness, what's going on? I'm sure Peter and the others said, these guys are crazy. They tore the roof. Did you see that? But Jesus was not upset. Amen. Never upset when there is an opportunity to heal a sick person. Never. Never. He wasn't upset. They brought him down. And he said, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, your sins are forgiven you. Your sins are forgiven you. He called him son. If you read in verse 5 of Matthew chapter 9. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. Notice the problem. Sin is always in the way of healing. Amen? Now, this was before Jesus went to the cross. Sin is always in the way of healing. So Jesus knew why he was there, but he forgave him his sin. Do you know something? Your sins have been forgiven right now. Every one of you. He didn't have to pray. He didn't have to cry. Jesus just saw he needed healing and forgave him his sin. If you need healing this morning, guess what? He's already forgiven your sin. No matter what you've done, he's forgiven you because you came to him for healing. And you heal him. He forgave him his sins. And then there were some people there that said, Oh, why is this man talking like this? Who can forgive sin except God? The scribes and the Pharisees. Only God can forgive. But they were not speaking it out loud. But there was God in their midst. He knew what they were thinking. Because it was God. And Jesus said, Why are you thinking these bad thoughts? Which is easier to say to this man? As far as Jesus is concerned, your healing is just a question of a few words. <laughs> Amen? Forgiveness is just a question. As far as Jesus was concerned, all he had to do was say a few words and you will be forgiven. Or say a few words and you'll be healed, which is easier to say. For us, it'll be easy to say, I forgive you your sins. Well, nobody sees that. But if you say, rise up and walk, uh, we got to see something. So that was what Jesus was saying. Which is easier to say. To say to the man, your sins be are forgiven you. Or rise up and walk, take up your bed and walk. And everybody agreed. The second one is tougher to say because uh, we have to see the evidence. And so Jesus said, so you know that the son of man has authority on the earth to forgive sins. He said to the man, rise up, take up your bed and go home. I like this man. He had no question. He just rose up, took up his bed, didn't say any word to Jesus and walked out. <laughs> he just walked out. 
He didn't say thank you, nothing. He listened to what the master said, got his bed, just walked out. And the people said, wow, we, can't, we haven't seen anything like this. That's the Jesus we serve, amen? And he's here with us this morning and wants to heal you. He wants to heal you. All we have to do is receive our healing. This morning, is, we are having a communion. Communion is going to be after. But I'm going to do something. We're going to be praying for the sick later. But I want to show you something as we pray. Because I believe this is what God has instructed me to do. And I believe you're going to be healed this morning. Jesus made it clear. If you are a Christian, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, they've come to make their living with you. They live with you. Your address is their address. John 14 verse 20. Jesus said, in that day, you will know that I am in the Father, God Almighty, and you are in me, and I am in you. Raise your hand. When you raise that hand, because Jesus doesn't have a hand, natural hand, he needs your hand. So when you raise your hand in his name, guess who raised his hand? Jesus did. That's why he said to do it in his name. Because when you do it in his name, that means you're raising your hand in his name. Jesus just raised his hand. That's what is happening now. Those hands, if you are a Christian, they can heal you. Because they belong to Jesus. Did you give your life to Jesus? Did you take your life back from him? You left, him there? You left your life there with him? Where he's got your life now, that's you. That's him in you. What I want to do this morning is for you to lay your hand, that hand, on the part of your body where you're hurting. And we're going to pray, and Jesus is going to heal you because he laid his hands on you. And I'm not playing because I've seen this happen so many times. When I'm in a crusade, I can't touch everybody. They get healed wherever they are. But right after we've prayed, you do what you couldn't do before. And you'll be healed. It happens so fast, you may not even recognize what's going on. If it's something that you cannot verify here, you will feel something. God will give you a feeling. What you need to do is go check with the doctor. Because he's already done it. He's completed it. I don't have any doubt in my mind that God's going to heal you this morning. I have no doubt in my heart. He's going to heal you. After that, we'll have communion. And if you need prayer for the sick, I will be here. Prayer partners will be praying for you. But I believe where you are right there, God's going to heal you. Check yourself after prayer. I guarantee you the pain will be gone. I have no doubt in my heart. Whatever it is, God's going to heal you this morning. Can I hear an amen? amen? God's here. It's not because of me, but because I know he loves to heal. And he loves to heal his people. Amen. Stand up with me this morning. Place your hand where you're hurt. Jesus looked at the man who had a paralyzed hand, a withered hand, the Bible says, and he said to him, stretch out your hand. The man stretched it out and his hand was restored. When was the hand restored? When he stretched it out. So what you need to do, immediately test yourself. Because God would have healed you. Amen? Amen. Put your hand where you hurt and I'm going to pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I know you're here. We welcome your presence here today. Thank you. Thank you. You are the great physician. And I know you're here and you're healing your people already. Some of them are being healed right now. The headache is gone. The stomach pain is gone. In Jesus' name, 
the eye problem is being resolved right now in the name of Jesus the back pain is leaving your body right now in the name of Jesus Satan I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit Satan I bind you by the power of you, the Holy Spirit and I cut your influence right now over every spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit and I command every spirit of infirmity hear my voice leave the people of God now in Jesus name I speak healing into their bodies in Jesus name I command the organs that are defective to be healed right now in Jesus name I command that heart that's been causing so much problem I command it to be strengthened in Jesus name I command that pain in the hand to be gone in the name of Jesus I command that leg pain to be healed in Jesus name now if I don't mention what you have don't say well he didn't say anything I'm just a man God knows and your hands already laid there how many believe they've been healed now let me see your hand now please be very truthful to the Lord if God healed you right now put your hand up say it how many felt their healing yes you felt your healing now I'm gonna do something anyone who knows they're truly here can you come up here come up here you know God has healed you you felt it come up here come up here you felt the healing I like you to tell God's people did you feel the healing this morning not gonna fall down here I would need healing too <laughs> you felt it in your stomach can you give it that up can you put the microphone on please Yes, I felt it in my stomach. I've been suffering with a high hernia, and I felt it today. And Amen. last Sunday, I felt it in my liver, for sure. Amen. 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 He does heal. Thank you, Jesus. Can you share with us? Uh, it's in my heart. It's healed. Are you believe it's healed. Amen. Yes. Yes. The itching in my arms, my liver, my pancreas, the diabetes, it's going to be gone. Yes. Gone. But are you itching right now? No. No itching. It stopped? Praise the Lord. Oh. Yes. Your hand, wrist. your broken wrist, <laughs> yes, and you feel it's healed. Yes. Okay. Where is the wrist? Can can I hold it? <laughs> I'll move it. I'll move it. I'll move it. Thank you, Jesus. You feel the pain? No pain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My back is healed. Your back is healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I hear? Yes, yes. What's going on? My heart is healed from past hurt in Jesus' name. Amen. That's wonderful. Share with My us. My right shoulder is healed. In okay. Jesus Can you demonstrate it? Move it. Move it out. Move it. It was hurting you before. It was hurting this morning. God's healed you. Yes, sir. Back of my neck, you know, I'm pierced. Oh, man. Did you feel it this morning? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Share with us. My knee is healed. The oppression that was trying to come upon me, fading in and out, it's gone. It's lifted up. Okay, you always speak to it, okay? Because, listen, you have, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> I need some water. You have as much authority as pastor has. How many sons and daughters of God here? Amen. All we need to know is who we are in Christ. That's why I wanted you to pray for yourself. So if the symptoms come, speak to it. Now let me tell you, did you see Jesus speaking to a tree? Have you read in the scripture, Jesus speaking to a tree? The day I see you speaking to your wall, I'll call, I'll call my wife. I saw God heals. Amen. I've been sniffling and I've been kind of sick for the past few days and week. And it's gone and I can breathe normally now. Amen. Why didn't you call your mama? She pray for you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now we let me show what let me tell you what, what I'm doing. I know Jesus is alive. Amen. 
I don't have any doubt about it. Jesus died. He rose from the dead. Okay? And he's still alive today. There is no difference between one sickness and another sickness. We greet it. God doesn't greet them. If you have been pronounced, if there's been a terminal disease pronounced over your life, I need you to come up here. If you have a terminal disease that's been pronounced over your life, I need you back up here. If you're sick in the body and need me to pray with you personally, please come up here. You know, I said the other day, I saw somebody that was on the wheelchair. I was praying for people here. God was healing their legs. And I saw the person, no offense, I'm not saying, but I don't, when, until you come to Jesus, he doesn't go to you. You got to go to him. You have to go to him, just like these people did. Jesus didn't go into the hospitals and to heal everybody. He only healed those who came to him. But I guarantee you, if you come to him, like I said, if he calls you, he'll kill you. Amen? He'll kill you. Amen. Yeah, I know. She's coming. What's the matter? The flu? Yeah, he's a little scared. What's wrong with his legs? I mean, don't cry. What's your name? Okay, I need you to run for me, okay? You do that? I need you. I'm going to put my hand on that leg, and I'm going to make you run, okay? And you won't feel that pain anymore, okay? Thank you, Jesus. Satan, I bind you. I bind you by the power of the Holy Spirit. I command you to take your hands off this child. I pray for strength over his legs right now, his knee, and I rebuke the spirit of infirmity. Leave right now in Jesus' name. You will leave in Jesus' name. Okay, I need you to run back up there and come back. Run, 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 run. Don't be afraid. Come on, run, 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 and come back. Come on, run. Where is he? Keep running. Keep running. How you feel now? How you feel? Huh? You feel better? I need you to run some more. You want me to run with you? Come here. Take him and run with him so he can strengthen himself, okay? Okay. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I need you to look at me. Thank you, Jesus. Let me let you all know that uh, this is uh, Felicia. I think two days, this is three days now they said she won't leave, but uh, how many hours? 48 hours? Okay, how many hours we got now? Since Wednesday. Since Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So I need you, combine faith now. Stretch your hands over here, please. Because we are going to witness a miracle. God's already started. And remember what we said. What God began, he is able to complete. And so I need you all to unite with me in faith today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Felicia, I need to ask you. Say, I want to live. You mean that? Are you afraid? No. Okay. Say, I want to live. Jesus gave me life. I want to live. Thank you. Amen.
Jonah puts a lot of oil more than what I normally do. Thank you, Jesus. Satan, Satan, in the, don't pray, let me do the praying, okay? That's okay. Satan, Satan, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I bind you. I bind you. I cut off your power over this life, Felicia's life, right now, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. I command this stomach go back to normal in Jesus' name. Be the normal size in Jesus' name. Liver, I command you to function properly. In the name of Jesus, I ask for a new liver to be delivered to Felicia right now in Jesus' name. By the power of the Holy Spirit, spirit of death, I bind you. I bind you, spirit of death, be gone from her. I pray for healthy appetite right now in Jesus' name to be given to her. I pray for her kidneys to function properly. I pray for her bowels. I command the bowels to pray to function properly in Jesus' name. Kidneys, I command you to function properly in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Come out of her in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Every organ that's damaged in the name of Jesus, I command you to come alive today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all our iniquities. Who heals all our diseases. I thank you for healing her right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you give Tina and Emmanuel a sign. That your hand is already there. As he's reading written in the word of God, they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. We believe God that she will live and not die to give glory to God so that your name is exalted in Cyprus, in Houston, and all over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You take him back. Please be seated. And those that are helping with communion, please come up. You're better to stay just a little bit today. Now, Christ in you, what? The hope of glory. We don't have to be worried about what Satan is doing. We just have to be concerned about what God is doing. Amen. Not what the devil is doing. Focus on what God is doing. But I do know this. When God starts something, He finishes it. He doesn't quit halfway. Unless we quit. But we will not quit in Jesus' name. Stand up with me today. And come and get the elements. And this is another part for your healing.
We don't practice close communion. If you are if you are a child of God, please join us and receive communion. We belong to the same family. Amen. The family of God. I'm going to read a scripture here. It says uh, for in 1 Corinthians 11, beginning from verse uh, 28. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep, meaning many die. So the communion is not something to bring condemnation or to destroy you. If you do it the wrong way, it could cost, cost you your life. But if you do it the right way, he can heal you. God didn't intend it to destroy your life, but to give you life. How do you do it the right way? First of all, acknowledge Jesus died for your sins. And that he is your savior. All heads bow this morning. If you're here and you have not made Jesus your Lord and savior of your life. Before we take communion, why don't you make things right with him? Why don't you lift your hand up, say, all eyes, all heads bow. All eyes closed. Just lift your hand up quickly. Say, I want to get reconciled to Jesus. Can you do that right now? Put your hand up if you want to do that. Okay. Now, let's eat knowing that his body was broken for us. By his stripes, we are healed. And drink because you know he came to give you eternal life. And as you do that by faith, Eternal life and health will begin to flow through your body. Amen? Amen. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. Will you take the bread? And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Would you eat in remembrance of him this morning? Please take the cup. It says, In the same manner he also took the cup, and after supper saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink in remembrance of him. Before you go, before we have the benediction and you leave, this is one thing I want to share with you. 
Remember, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He had been dead four days. And he wasn't embalmed because they say, if you take this stone off, the stench is going to come out from it. So his liver was already decaying. His eyes decaying. Every part of his body decaying. But Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. I'm glad that Jesus said Lazarus. If he had just said, come forth, all the dead will rise from the dead. <laughs> but he spoke the name Lazarus. If you're Lazarus this morning, God healing you and God has healed you. Amen. Put your, put your hands up to the Lord this morning and let's worship him. Father, we thank you. Thank you for healing your children. Thank you for ministering to us today. We thank you for healing Felicia this morning and giving her life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Before you go, let me ask you, how many of you will continue to pray for Felicia? Ah, that's wrong. That's wrong. Now, now listen, that's wrong. I need you all to start thanking God for Felicia's healing. Amen. I got you good. <laughs> Let's thank God for our healing. How many will thank God for our healing? That's what we do. We give him thanksgiving. God bless you. You're dismissed. <laughs> Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had 